It's 1982. You've got the third movie in a franchise in production, and you need a hard rock anthem to start things off with a bang. Who do you call? Queen, naturally. But what do you do when the legendary British rock band denies your request to use Another One Bites the Dust? You hire American. You hire Survivor. Quote, Answering machines were still something of a novelty back then, and to see that blinking light was a thrill. When I pressed the playback button, I heard, Hey, yo, Jim, that's a nice message you got there. This is Sylvester Stallone. It was too thick to be really him, but it was him. That's really the way he talks, said Survivor founding member and keyboardist Jim Peterick when recalling how the band was hired to work on Rocky III. Stallone wanted something similar to Queen's Another One Bites the Dust and Survivor's Poor Man's Son, the song that had earned them the call. The band didn't realize how similar the song needed to be until they watched a rough cut of the film. The scene that our song appears in was cut to Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Frankie and I are watching this. The punches are being thrown, and we're going, holy crap, this is working like a charm. Frankie and I looked at each other and went, man, this is going to be tough to beat. We had the spirit of, we've got to try to top this. I started doing that now famous dead string guitar riff and started slashing those chords to the punches we saw on the screen, and the whole song took shape in the next three days, said Peterick. When Stallone heard the song, he had only two requests, mix the drums louder and write a third verse instead of repeating the first. The band did just that, having full faith in the writer, director, and actor's instincts. Quote, Stallone has a good ear for a hook. Just listen to his dialogues. He wrote those scripts. He came up with the song title for that and those hook phrases like, I'm going to knock you into tomorrow. All that stuff is Stallone. He's a genius with dialogue. Songs are nothing more than dialogue set to music, as far as I'm concerned, said Peterick. Let's not drag out the rest of the story. The song went on to be number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for six consecutive weeks and stayed in the top 10 for 15 weeks, tying for the longest run of the decade with Physical by Olivia Newton-John and, of course, Queen's Another One Bites the Dust. More importantly, though, this song has gone on to become the training montage song, used both genuinely and ironically in countless movies, TV shows, and high school drama projects since its release in 1982. That's right, Blockbuster Summer concludes with Eye of the Tiger by Survivor on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one went the distance. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my rival co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. I'm going to crucify him. I'm going <laughs> to... Did you... Because you, you watched... Is that from yes, Rocky? that is from Rocky so 3, Rocky. specifically. I didn't watch Rocky. It's Rocky films. Yeah, that, we're getting right into it, Alex. So you yeah. haven't seen any of the Rocky films. I've never watched a Rocky movie. Not in your life. In my life. Okay, I mainlined three of them over the yeah. course of three days this so, week. How was that? It's, um, it is America's answer to, like, shonen anime. <laughs> so much of it is just, like, what if a guy who's maybe not that great got a chance to be the greatest? To be the greatest. And, and then he was or wasn't? He, well, it's like, and that's, again, like, good sports movie. Like, in the first one, he goes the distance. So this is going to come up in the lyrics. Go in the distance. But that what that means in the film is uh, is going 15 rounds with the heavyweight champion Apollo Creed and not right. he makes get knocked it. out. So he makes it, and that's like the victory like on equal ish footing. Yeah, because he's just they use the there's so many because like Stallone writes these, and so you get right. like kind of an idea of his head. He uses the word bum so much to describe people if they're like no, he's like ah, he's a bum. This guy, he's a bum. Yeah, you call bums. him be a bum. <laughs> so there's a lot of that, but yeah, like. Rocky's supposed to be this bum, and then he's a bum. He's a bum, uh, and and Apollo Creed's like, well, well, we'll give this one guy a chance. 
people probably know the film Rocky. I'm just telling you Rocky. But yeah, so it's like this real like one shot and like do a bunch of training because what most people know about Rocky is the training montage. Yeah, I mean, that's the big part. And it is, yeah. Is it the one where they run up the steps and on the beach? Yeah. And on the beach. So, and it is always, I was a little fucking confused because the way they, uh, they, they were talking about it, I was like, oh, they use I have the tiger in the training montage in Rocky three. And they kind of do, there's some instrumental sections, but it's the one song that is the Rocky training montage song is going to fly now. You, you know it because you don't. Okay, okay. So that's the actual one, but it is also like a half training montage in Rocky 3 because you get Rocky's the champ in Rocky 3. He becomes champion in Rocky 2. In Rocky 2. And then he's the champ and he's doing like title defense matches, but at the same time, they're showing Mr. T who's the, the new antagonist in Rocky 3, and oh, he, yeah. he's training. And he is... Double training. Yeah, so he's training as Rocky's defending for the title, and that's when I the Tiger plays. It's like right at the start of the film. And yeah, it's pretty fucking high energy. Alex, Survivor, I was shocked to find this week, actually has like several top 10 songs, but I don't know... I don't know them. Of they them. also have a song that's in Rocky Four, I believe. That's correct. They do. It's uh, I heard it this week, and it's very like America fighting. Fuck yeah, it's like Russia, <laughs> East and West. Yeah, something about the Cold War. Something about the Cold War. Yeah, it's Eye of the Tiger, but with more references to it being the Cold yeah. War. So it's um, I d- I don't know it that well, but it sounds like. I mean, that's a fun concept. It's all ridiculous. It's Yeah, it's the Rocky series is about slowly, like, losing grounding. Because the first one is, like, barely grounded, and then it just, like, slowly takes off. And, yeah, you've, you've got Sylvester Stallone. Sorry, I don't mean to be distracted. That's okay, Alex. Um, I, my brother's going to pick something up in about 30 minutes. Okay. Is he going to put it down later? Or? <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of comedy you can expect here on the show. Um, Alex, the real important question here, though, is are you an Eye of the Tiger fan? I go back and forth. Like, it's in Rock Band 3, I think. Yeah. And, like, when we were playing it in Rock Band 3, I got sick of it. Yeah. And it's still fun. Like, it's a really intense song, and it it has a definite purpose. And, like, if you have it, I think, too much outside of that context, it, like, can be a bit much. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. It's like taking coffee before going to bed or something. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm buzzing, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm buzzing. buzzing. And yeah, that was my thing coming in this week. I was like, oh, okay, we're doing Eye of the Tiger. It kind of felt like we had to do it in some ways. Like, end with a big right. closer. And it's like, all right, we'll talk about Eye of the Tiger. And I put it on. I was like, this fucking Zar rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good in terms of just like what it's meant to do, which is hype you the fuck up. Yeah, which is, I guess, like that's the purpose of movie music is like, or usually, yeah, like you have something in mind that you want to do, something you want to get across, which a lot of music does, but like in the movie, like this is the scene, it's got to be in this scene, and like you can make it so specific to that. Yeah. And that just happens to be general enough thing of like, overcoming adversity or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Of like, that, tr- like yeah, you can just yeah. put this in anything. Ambition. I mean, the I'm I'm reading this Wikipedia page now about how it's in all these like uh, yeah, political the campaigns yeah. and they're like without permission. <laughs> yeah, like, just stop using it, please. Exactly, you got it's Newt Gingrich. It's always conservative. Yeah. It's always Republicans. Mitt Romney and Mike Huckabee, and Mike Huckabee. have all. And Mitt Romney's the only one who I think just like conceded. Yeah, like, oh, they yeah, were like, sorry, hey, don't I'll use it. He's like, all right. And the other two were like, got sued or yeah, settled out of court sued, or whatever. Yeah, settled out of court. It's. <laughs> 
So yeah, Eye of the Tiger has made Survivor a fucking <laughs> ton of money. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it is like you're like you said, it's so general. There's even a quote um from Peter Corey's like it's just like people people training for boxing matches, that's a natural, but in every sport that song has crept into the motivational aspect of it. I never would have predicted it. It seems obvious now, but we just wrote a song for a movie. The <laughs> fact that it was huge wasn't a big surprise at the time, but what surprises me is that it's still around. It's still credible. It's still not a joke, even though the Starbucks commercial kind of makes it a joke. I just know there's something in the water with that song. I remember the song came out, and we were on the road with Ario Speedwagon. The song was getting huge ovations, <laughs> and I thought, oh, cool. But it wasn't until I went to a Pizza Hut restaurant in some godforsaken town in America. <laughs> I was sitting there all alone eating pizza when the song comes on the jukebox. This little five-year-old girl jumps up from her seat, Hits the dance floor and start, starts screaming. They're playing my song and they're playing my song. Starts da- dancing. The dance the floor at the Pizza Hut. At the Pizza Hut. Yeah, it's right <laughs> by the uh, <laughs> by the yeah. salad bar. Salad bar at the Pizza Hut, the dance floor, and like the crust filling station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a weird story. I mean, like, I was at Pizza Hut and that's when I knew we had a hit. <laughs> pizza Hut. But yeah, like truly, like it penetrated the folk. Everything, yeah, it's hit. It's hit the regular people, yeah. the five-year-old girls. Oh man, yeah, that's funny. I mean, but it has really. Like, yeah, I don't remember the first time I heard this song. I'm pretty sure it was in junior high school at some point, and mm-hmm. it was probably at least in part because of you. Like, you introduced me to a lot of like 1980s media that yeah. I wouldn't have gotten around home. So, yeah, you're probably the reason I first heard the song. That's that's something. I, I don't even know, like, because I never saw Rocky until yeah. this week. So, like, how did I even pick up the song? We talked about how, like, Dirty Dancing kind of penetrated the popular consciousness. This has yeah. done it on a whole other level. Yeah, because I have no memory of any of it. It just appeared at one it point. I know appeared. it wasn't always there. Yeah. But it just... It's just pure. I don't know where I would have found it because it's just yeah. like, well, it should be just everywhere. Sometime in like 2004, it just popped into it my head. It popped into your head. It's unreal. And we talked last week a bit about with Highlander about having how some soundtrack songs, not that Highlander was an example of this, are like they film with a certain song being played. Right. And then they're like, well, now we need a song to be that song. That isn't that song. And they like kind of sound the same yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened here. They had the scene synced up to Another One Bites the Dust. They had like punches were in time with Another One Bites the Dust. And then the, he gets Survivor to come in and be like, do Another One Bites the Dust, but, you know, change enough of the words that it doesn't look exactly <laughs> like it. Do you think it's that similar to Another One Bites the Dust? I think there are similarities if you look. The bass line in particular has a bit of that thump. Right, that bump, bump, bump. That's and that's I think what they translate a bit. Okay. Versus, yeah, I guess that, that I'm sure there's like a lot of stuff that matches up, right? Because if you're timing with the punches mm-hmm. and stuff, then they obviously have to do that. And that, that but punch I, synchronization I, is pretty yeah. brief. Like it's a True. one time it does it. I've never really thought too much. I, I've never associated them all that closely. Yeah, otherwise. and I think the because I think what they pulled is like they didn't just go. You know, it's not like a full copy. I think they really focused on that that heavy pulse rhythm that feels like punches. I think that's what they draw, drew, drew from it. Like punches. Like boom, yeah. Boom, boom. It's there and it does. Because, yeah, the, the fucking... Another one bites at us is... Bum, 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 and then the bass on this is like... Bum, 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 and it's like... It does a little change up. It's very similar. But we should get into the lyrics here. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing, just I guess before we dive into that, is they were originally going to call this song Survival. Survival by Survivor? Yeah, what a <laughs> insane thing. But I mean, I mean that happens, to, that's like a bad co, that's a bad co, 
Bad um, Company by Bad Company off yeah, the yeah, album yeah. Bad Company. I think Motorhead album. is one of those too. That's right, they do. Yeah, some do have self-titled tracks, yeah. which is crazy. And then they named the album the same thing. Yeah, but like they said, he talks about how much he likes Stallone's writing, and it's this is an example where I Have the Tiger comes straight from the film. Apollo Creed says it to Stallone like several times. He's like, "Bet when you beat me, you had the eye of the tiger." Yeah, the tiger. And then that's what you're like, which, as oh, we oh. know, is just like a inverted contact lens that makes your eye kind of white. Yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. It took me so long. It's like his eye is fucked up. Yeah. What, is, what is going on here? Okay, but the lyrics, verse one: Rising up, back on the street, did my time, took my chances, went the distance. Now I'm back on my feet, just a man and his will to survive. So that's that's a reference to the fact that this is Rocky Three, right? Like yes. he went the distance already. Yes. Now he's like still going. He's back on his feet. But like he's yeah. fighting for survival because he's he's at the top, and to be, stay at the top, you gotta you, be on the you top. Keep of your beating game. people down. Yeah. And what we, what we eventually learn is that his manager Mickey has been kind of setting him up with easier fights. Oh, so he keeps winning. Yeah. So he keeps winning, but like so there's almost like two meanings in it because then he eventually he loses to Mr. T, obviously, and then he has to rise up again. Um, but yeah, this is like such, it does feel like a comeback song, right? Rising up back on the yeah. streets. I did my time. I took my chances. So he like he's put in the time. He's done the risks, and he's gone the distance before. Now he's back he's on. He's got to do though. it again. Yeah, he's got to do it again. Just the man is will to fight. And of course, it also like plays with Mr. T, who like sees Rocky winning and just decides to start training. And it's like him. He's back on the street. That's and now it's. Two two guys doing the same two thing. Two guys doing the same thing. Facing off because they're both skilled individuals. Is Mr. T actually like a villain or just more like an antagonist? He's role? a bit villainous. Oh, okay. he, he's so high energy in the film. He fucking just <laughs> screams every line. So he calls Rocky like a coward. He like comes to they reveal the Rocky statue. And then he's like, oh. I want Balboa. I want him to fight me. And then the manager's like, You won't get a fight. He's like, Shut up, old man. <laughs> He tries to, he tries to, like, he comes on to Adrian, who is Rocky's, like, wife at that point. He's like, I bet you want a real man. That's who Adrian is? Yes. Okay, I've, I've heard the name. He was like, Adrian. Adrian. But I didn't know who Adrian was at all. I know. I had kind of assumed it's also, it was, like, a trainer or yeah, something. Yeah. It's like a, a neutral enough name. Yeah. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. <laughs> but, yeah, Adrian is wife. And, yeah, okay. Mr. T is like, why don't you come back to my apartment later? And. <laughs> yeah, he, he tries to, to to fuck her. So yeah, he is villainous. Okay, but uh, yeah, but you also I don't know. He's you see him train. He looks pretty cool. Yeah. He's Mr. T. This is actually where the Mr. The T line "I pity the fool" comes from. Oh really? That's not a like a Mr. T thing that was then put in films. It's from Rocky Three. Rocky. Oh wow. Does that mean that Stallone wrote it? I think so. Oh okay. That's crazy. But yeah, Mr. T. Very. He's cool got the guy. hooks, man. He's, yeah, he's got the hooks. He's got the left hooks. He's got the writing right, hooks. The writing hooks. And he's got the bass hooks. Watch out for his writing hook. <laughs> <laughs> writing hook, left hook. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that's, well, yeah, we talked about it. It feels like a comeback. This is, everything in the song is just to pump you up. Just a man and his will to survive. Every, also, every Rocky movie is about going back to basics. So that's, yeah. I think, in the line, just a man and his will to survive. About like, um, yeah, we've gone too far in one direction. You gotta yeah. remember where you came from. You gotta remember your roots. It's like in everyone, even in the second one, it's like he's not even, <laughs> yeah. he retired from boxing in the second one. They're like, you gotta remember your roots. It's like, okay, sure. Back to basics. Roots was a dock worker? I don't know what he did. He, it's weird. He sometimes does dock work. Oh. He is. Is there one of those rolled up toques? Um, no, he typically wears a trilby. Okay. And he also works as like a leg breaker for a mafia guy. 
So like for collecting debts. He's a tough guy. He's a tough guy. It's so strange because you think that's going to like the mafia guy is going to be like a villain. But he's so weirdly like nice and like cordial with <laughs> Rocky. And then Rocky too, when he was retired, he's like, hey man, do you want to come back and like work for me? You shouldn't be a janitor here at the gym. And he's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, all right, take care of yourself. <laughs> he's like so kind. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> it's just buddies. Yeah, it's very strange. But to move forward here, yeah. so many times it happens too fast. You trade your passion for glory. Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past. You must fight just to keep them alive. So is the trade your passion for glory pretty directly referencing the fact that he's taking these softer fights? Softer fights, and he's doing commercials, and he's mm. he's wearing suits now. He's wearing suits? He's wearing suits. His his manager tells me, the worst thing happened to a fighter that happened to you. You got civilized. And so that that is like really the, the trade there. Passion for glory, but yeah, it checks out, and that's something everybody can relate to, even if glory is not literal glory. It's like you start giving something, something up. Yeah. For, for an external in, yeah. pleasure, like an external benefit and not the real yeah. reason you started doing that thing, right? Exactly. exactly. Um, don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past. You must fight just to keep them alive. This is a movie about fighting. Yes. You've got to fight to keep it alive. Keep your dreams alive, but yeah. also yourself alive. Keep yourself alive and keep that, yeah, keep your integrity. Back. And what a, who doesn't want to not lose their grips on the dreams of the past and fight to keep them alive? Especially if you're wearing boxing gloves because it's harder to grip things. You can't grip shit. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's just a killer line. Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past. It's like, it's yeah, it's all pump up jam. Of course, it's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight rising up to the challenge of arrival. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night, and he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger. So yeah, it's the thrill of fight again. That connects to the passion for glory. It's like it's not about yeah anything but doing the fight. Yeah, because he's got the eye of the tiger. He's the yeah. fighter. He's doing it for the, the fight, fighter. Yeah. The thrill. And that's yeah, that eye of the tiger is like I guess insight, intuition, a little. Maybe passion. It's aggression. Aggression. It's the killer instinct. Yeah, it's the knack. Yeah, it's the knack. It's the knack, too. <laughs> it's the knack, too, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I do like the last known survivor talking his prey. Because, I mean, they say it's the last known survivor, but he's, like, still surviving, right? You know, he's, yeah. he still has to stalk his prey, obviously. Yeah, he's, he's still got to work, you know, right? You, you, you don't stop working. You can't stop, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the Buddhist one where it's like before enlightenment, chop logs, carry water. After enlightenment, chop logs, carry water. Because yeah, you still have to live. Yeah. Uh, but also the way that it positions it as survival. Like, not just survival mm-hmm. in the fight. Yeah. But like, in order for this person to live, to exist, to survive, they yeah. have to do this thing. On like, yeah, and in this case, it's the fight level and also yeah. like a spiritual level. Yeah, it's a tight line. The la- And of course, it's also their band name. They're like, we're gonna get Survivor in here yeah. somehow, and it's a great. It also works well for the movie. This one's like really ties tightly with the movie, and also I think has its own life, maybe more than any other song we've talked about these past two months. Yeah, just because it's so specific, not mm-hmm. necessarily specific to Rocky, even though it is kind of it very is like specific very to specific. Rocky, but maybe it's just that Rocky is general enough or it's something. So general, yeah, because it's just like it's such a basic like dude's got to win a fight. It's yeah. Like, and that's just okay yeah like it just uses the themes of rocky which were very successful and it's also successful it's also successful yeah and i I think the last known survivor who's who's watching us all with the eye of the tire so that talks about a threat you're not the last known survivor he's actually another guy so there's kind of this Mm -hmm. idea of there's always a bigger guy you got to watch out for in rocky three it is mr t that's the whole thing yeah yeah so it's like stay sharp because somebody else says out there staying sharp t might 
fight you. Mr. T will fucking hell. I'm gonna crucify him. I'm gonna burn him. <laughs> He's, he talks a lot of smack in the movie. It's pretty great. Verse 2. Face to face, out in the heat, hanging tough, staying hungry. They stack the odds till we take to the street for the kill with the skill to survive. Kill with the skill. Some good internal rhymes there. Yeah. Again, I like uh, some of the imagery there with the face to face out in the heat. It's very like showdown. Yeah. Like a kind of thing. High noon. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a bit of a Western vibe to there. Yeah. You get a bit of that sweat feeling from the heat. Yeah. Some of that grittiness. I'm, I'm always, I'm, I, somehow I still picture city streets. So it's like Western showdown, but urban. But urban setting. environment. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's something good. They're hanging tough. Staying. I don't know what it means to hang tough. Which part are you hanging? <laughs> What is it? It's like hanging on, right? Like you hang. Oh, yeah. like I've hang, heard it before. Right, hang tough. Hang tough. Yeah, you hang tough. And it's just like hang in there, kind hang of thing. In, yeah, I guess. But like stay tough. So like hold on, stay tough, hang tough, brother. People are always saying that to me. Yeah. Staying hungry, you gotta want it. Staying hungry, yeah. That's the drive. That's the. That's a bit of the eye of the tiger. Talking? No, there's something. It's the eye of the tiger. Yeah. 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 Now they stack the odds till we take to the street for the kill skill to survive. Yeah, they're supporting collective action, such as that taken by SAG-AFTRA. SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good segue there, Alex. (laughs) We do support that here. It is a bit of a, maybe a bad theme we've done, but... Given the current circumstances? Yeah, but hey, support the writers. Support the the actors. Don't support the directors, because they already took a deal. Those fools. Oh, they did, eh? They did, yeah. They were like, hey, yeah, we're good with deals. Directors think they're irreplaceable, huh? So, hey. Hey. We'll see. So they stack the odds. I feel like that's the. That's it not, feels like collective action. We're it, like we got to rise up together, but the right. rest of it is very individual. Right? Yeah. It's, you have to rise up because they is the you know the nefarious they. Yeah. It's whoever your enemies whoever are, you're against. and maybe we're specifically thinking about corporations. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I think of when I hear that line. Which also, yeah. like I said, sounds funny because the rest of it is like you got to fight to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to like want it, and you got to. You know, be in there one yeah, on one, uh, even the beginning, face to yeah. face. You and another person, right there, right, right there, yeah. And that, Versus, you're right though, because they says till we take to the street, yeah. So this is like collective action, and like then it feels like unless, but yeah, I don't know, unless it, like because if you're taking to the street, like we already said in mm-hmm. the showdown, but they're also talking about stacking the odds, and then the way it frames it is a little odd, yeah. Um. And the odds are stacked until we take to the street, at which yeah. point they no longer stack. Not stack or like you fight back to you prevent fight back the stacking to prevent kind that of thing? for the kill with the skill to survive. I don't know. That's like what I'm thinking, but it doesn't seem entirely congruous with the rest of the verse. Yeah, it is like strange. I wonder if the, it's kind of like a filler line. They're just like, sounds pretty cool. I think it sounds cool. Fight back. They yeah. Say, yeah, we got kill, skill, survive in there. Like where it's like hitting keywords in like a shitty like article online. Right. <laughs> You're just like, oh, we've, we've got like, right, We got a rhyme. Can we put two of them in the same line? <laughs> it's like, yeah, slot them in there. Yeah, that sounds good. cool, yeah. But yeah, it sounds cool. That's the other thing is like with movie songs, it's like sometimes the line just has to sound cool. Because mm-hmm. you're not really listening. You're just listening to, you're watching Rocky punch guys and Mr. T punch bags. And guys. And Rocky. And Rocky. Notable notable guy. Notable guy, yeah. Number one guy. <laughs> number one guy. Verse three, which is Rocky. kind of just half of verse one. Rising up yeah. straight to the top. Had the guts. Got, got the, glory, the glory. Went the distance. Now I'm not going to stop. It's the man who's will to survive. Well, yeah, so we've heard some of those. I actually looked up mm-hmm. the phrase. Um, guts and no, glory. No guts, no glory is the original. Uh, it is... 
apparently attributed to this guy, Major General Frederick Corbin Bless. 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 <laughs> Bless. American Air Force, uh, who wrote a manual about air-to-air combat in 1955. So I think that's the origin of the okay, phrase. Okay, guts and glory. No, that guts, makes no sense. glory. And then it gets brought up in various contexts saying guts and glory. In fact, yeah. there was a, a Dodge Ram commercial. You know, they say like, guts, glory, guts, Ram. Glory. And that's Sam Ram. Elliott's voice. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so I like, I googled that. I was like, was, I like, I, I got that memory suddenly because I was thinking yeah. about the phrase and I was like, wait, is that Sam Elliott? <laughs> like, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't time. know that. That was but, when they were yeah, all like hiding their celebrity appearances a little more. Also, you know, he's in the commercial. He like steps it. out of the car and he's like, talks to the camera like, but i just okay. didn't know who that was because oh, okay, i was like yeah. 13 or yeah. whatever I, most people i think probably don't, don't know, know. He's came like out. A character actor. yeah <laughs> so anyway just wanted to uh, bring up sam elliott sam again. elliott yeah shout out um had the guts got the glory yeah so this is kind of like a repetition it's almost like a uh like a confirmation of will he's like yeah i did go the distance i had the guts i got the glory there's a lot of past yeah. tense and then he says now i'm not gonna stop though because he's gotta we already established that like yeah. he's gotta fight to survive, you know, he's the survivor. He's still got to stalk his prey. He's still got to live. Yeah. He's still got to fight Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. In Rocky Four and Street Thugs and Rocky Five? I don't know. I don't know either. Oh. Um, all right. And eventually Cancer and Creed. Oh, man. I didn't know that. I did know that. I haven't watched Creed, but I've heard that he apparently is Stallone, like, got the script. He's like, well, what if what if he doesn't have cancer? What if it's a neighbor who's got cancer? And they're a like, neighbor? What? yeah, he's like, what if he's fighting for a different guy who's got cancer? It's like, no, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky's got to have, have cancer. cancer. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's the words. Man. That's the words. Um, the um summary. An outro. It's a pump summary? up jam. It's a pump yeah. up jam. Yeah, the tiger. That was the lyrics. Let's talk about the instrumentals. So I start a little bit like this. Yeah, that's the you were talking about in the quote, right? Guitar riff, he calls it. Which gives it a good rhythm right off the bat. Yeah. Hang on, I'm just gonna build a little tension too. You're like, oh, something's happening. Not ringing anymore. Perfect. Yeah, and then which like that's probably the first part of the song. I was ever introduced to. I don't know. Like that's what yeah, I remember. That's the part dun, that dun, everybody remembers. Dun, 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 dun. Very dun, exciting. Dun, dun. Kind of those like groups of three. Yeah. Chica, chica, Which chica. is again maybe like a little another one bites the dust inspired. I'm trying to think of the comparison. It's again it's all that baseline. Yeah, I guess so. It's a three on E. Yeah, exactly. It's bam 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 where it's boom. Boom, boom. Yeah. So they change the spacing a little bit, but it, it seems like maybe they're along in the same lines there. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty similar. This one, I mean, it, it's that, it, but it's not just bass, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's every, like they're hitting cymbals. Yeah. It's a guitar. It's a lot of... Yeah, those stings everything. are like, everyone's on that. Bam, bam, bam. But the other thing they do there, which, like, don't, didn't notice initially, but, like, the, the, they shift, like... Shifted a bit later on one of them, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like a real like anticipation thing where you're like, it's gonna come, and then it doesn't. You're like, oh, what the hell? and it's like just a little bit later. Yeah, which is I think a cool move. Um, and though you like barely notice, Mm-mm-mm. it's not that one. Oh, maybe okay. it's the next. Yeah, maybe it's the next one. Mm. Yeah, so like they push it back yeah. on the second one, like just a bit, just a hair. That's crazy. Um, I just 
so so small, such a small amount, but like you just notice it. Yeah, yeah. and it's that's how, that's how they know they got you because you're expecting it. Exactly. Like, well, we tricked you. Fuck. It's like it's like you thought, expect to lean onto something and it yeah. just swept that from under and you just fall over right into it. And right into it. Pulls it. you in. Pulls you in. That's crazy. It's so you get that, and then we kind of come into the verse. Which is piano. There's a lot of piano in the verse. There is, yeah. I like, because um, yeah, you said Rock Band 3, and I'm like, oh yeah, because there's keys in this song. And yeah. So I'm like, we'll show you a good bum, keys song. Bum, 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 bum. Which is like, it's mostly chords. Yeah. Like, you get them. Dun. Yeah, it's really dramatic, because you got like pretty good rock and roll vocals from, um, it's not a founding member, I forget what his no, name is. No, he came here. in for a bit. I was looking at. Yeah, he's uh, very briefly. This is this Jim. Dave Bickler. Dave Bickler. Yeah, there he is. Dave Bickler. Jim Peterick and Frankie Sullivan are the two like founding members. Right. Um, there was some disagreement they had, so he left and then came back and I was looking over the band history. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, band drama stuff. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the name Survivor goes to Frankie Sullivan and then Peterick. Yeah, he's goes still, on, you know, uh, he's still stuff. doing that. Hey, yeah. Frankie. Why wouldn't you? Look at that. Yeah. He's surviving. He's, He's surviving. killing for the thrill. Yeah, especially when your your biggest hit is like the easiest song to play. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like you said, like even the piano, it's just big chords. Like everything's yeah. chords. Rising up. And then boom, some solid David Baker vocals. Yeah, um, we're still getting that ticka 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 muted thing. It plays for a lot of it. I think it cuts out in the verse because that's a little bit, you know, that 16th note. It's very like tense and you got to relax. There is, yeah, especially verse two kind of starts with a breakdown, right? Yeah. And so it's a little more spacious for the vocals there. Uh, uh, yeah. How else do you talk about the hit song "I Have the Tiger" that everyone knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the bass is something as aud- the bass is quite audible. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, you know, we listen to songs where the bass is not yeah uh, very audible at all. But you know, you get that it kind of d- actually moves a bit though. Yeah, it goes bum 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 dum dum. Yeah, but <laughs> It's not a ton, but yeah. you don't always get that. That's again, that's like so close to being bump, bump, bump. Yeah. <laughs> you just like reel it in a bit, and it's like, okay, now it's Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There is a prominent, and I guess that's to again get that kind of like punch and rhythm, that, that like box and stack rhythm. It's, yeah, it's really like fighting focused, movement focused, physical movement. Yeah, it's about moving your feet. Yeah. Like a. Butterfly. Like a butterfly. Hey. Mm. He, he teaches him the rope a dope in uh, part three there. What's the rope a dope? That's is where that... you, you get him, you tire the other guy out. Oh, then, okay. Yeah. I've heard the name before. Okay, yeah. Like, it sounds cool. It's, yeah, that's a fucking cool name. Yeah. I expected more ropes to be involved for some reason. <laughs> Just tie him up. <laughs> yeah. Just tie him up. It's yeah, pro you, wrestling. You man. hog tie him. Yeah. And punch him. That's, it's not below the belt, so it's a lot. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so we, um, it's, it's so like simple. The way we just like rise up to the, the chorus is so quick. You get like a quick little it's drum the, roll. It's the, uh, yeah, it's a two, yeah. two lines, two words and you're up there. And then just those like big guitar chords. Yeah. One, two, three. Um, cause it's just, yeah. Coming along with that bass and then the, yeah. yeah bam, it takes you right in. And then more like closer together piano chords and stuff. Yeah. And then something I don't, I don't think about because it's just it's Eye of the Tiger. It's so natural. But 
the end of the verse is such a fucking pump up. Yeah. Of the tiger. And it brings you right back down and you're like ready to go. Yes. It's like you have that climax like just for a bit and you're like, but it's not. We're still going. Yeah. No, we're still going. Then you're back into it and then you get like a piano chord that takes you into the second verse. So yeah, it's very smooth in that way. Maybe that's yeah. another thing they took from another one bites the dust. Yeah. It's this fucking, it's so good because you get like this real high and then it's like, focus up now. We're coming into verse yeah. two. It's, There's no time. There's no, no time, time to, to dwell. We yeah. have to get back in the fight. We gotta get right back in there. And that's like, for the most part, that's really it. This is a yeah. real verse chorus Because like, you go back into the verse, those muted 16th notes comes back, come yeah. back because they were gone for the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like a breakdown in verse three. Yeah. I believe. Um, it doesn't start with the 16th notes. Oh, it's not that much. It just doesn't start with the 16th note, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. is mostly it. So, like, you get into, like, they, they're there before that, and then you just, yeah, yeah, just chords is in the piano. Is it the same thing on verse 2? Might be. Because I, I feel like it's a similar... Chicka, chicka, they come in on when the then distance. Then that, yeah, that uh, um, guitar comes back in. Let's see. It'd be, like, at 130, 140-ish. Oh, no, so what verse 2 brings is that guitar in. Yes, right, it has that other guitar. Yeah. Um, Which is not in verse 3, so it is kind of like a breakdown. Yeah. Even though it's mostly going, because you still get that same beat, you still get the, well, partway through. Yeah. Because they went the distance. Yeah, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. Um, and other than that, like they do another chorus. The choruses are all, I think, about the same. About the same. Um, and then, like, there's an outro which they plays that main riff. Yeah, bam, which is sustained. Bam, bam. And there's a bit of synth as well. I think there's some synth on the end. Is it just like a stringy synth? Yeah. It's yeah. Just no, like there's a synth for sure because yeah. I'm thinking of the video. Yeah. When like they transition to the other room, we'll get into that a bit. Yeah, we'll get into uh, that. But like, he here. goes from playing piano to playing like a synth. Yeah. Um. No, because that's really it. Like it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah. like pads basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Polysynth, classic polysynth. Classic. Playing chord. But yeah, that's that's the song. Yeah, it is just so like stays so tense. Mm-hmm. You know, especially to 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 stays like razor razor focused laser focused laser focused. Yeah, razor sharp laser sharp laser focused on like what it is and and maybe you could say that about the movie as well but it sounds like that's part of the theming of the movie at least yeah is like keeping your eye on the yeah. prize and like it's it's all there yeah. yeah he's even getting like that's maybe what makes it such a good like training song like such a good workout track is that you do get the highs you like, I'm watching us now with the eye but then it's right back in it's like yeah because it's like there's no climax it's about yeah. pushing through exactly it's about going and going and going and sometimes it'll be up a bit but there's going to be more after that, so you got to be yeah. ready to stick around. It's more yeah. about just staying going than it is about the highs and lows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they make a music video for this, and this is early days of music videos. What year was it again? Um, 82? 82, yeah. yeah. this is pretty early days. So we had a quote. I think this is Peter Rick here. He says, initially it was going to be footage of the band performing contrasted with footage of the movie. One member of the group objected to that because he wanted to feel that the group was a group on its own and not just tied to the movie, which was pretty valid motivation. I didn't agree with it. I thought, hey, let's capitalize on this movie. Same person came up with a storyboard mimicking Stallone's Rise to Fortune (laughs) to a young band from Chicago's Rise to Fortune notoriety. That became the video of the band woodshedding in a funky warehouse and walking down the street in a funky part of town with determination on their face and eventually hitting the big stage and performing the song. 
that's what came out. It was a popular video. It was the very early days of video. I look at it now and just cringe because it was so stiff <laughs> and primitive. That's honestly like a great summary of it. Yeah, it, it has that, but it, it's, I mean, I prefer music videos that don't just take film footage. Yeah, personally. I do think it was a good call, um, too. I think that was a good call. And maybe it was less obvious at the time because they couldn't be like, look at all these videos that just take film footage. Right? Yeah. Because it's 1982. Um, but it's a good, I think, yeah, it's a good thing they went in this direction. Yeah, I think it's good. And I, like, yeah, it doesn't like the concept is good, but it doesn't quite play out as well visually as you can maybe do it today. Yeah, just in like terms of like their final show looks like it's at like a like a high school talent show. It does and like doesn't look like a show at all. Yeah, um, but, but you got this yeah. opening with the close up on every dude's face, and, and the then band they is just like walking. intensely walking down the street. Yeah. Um, as they like all fall into place yeah, and then yeah, eventually yeah. there's five of them all walking together which is great my favorite is the guy who is on the like payphone in his and close just, up like, joins the, this yeah. guy he's like taking a call and then he's like wait i'll go hang out with uh, these my, guys. my boys are here my boys are here it's so great though there's five members of the band and you'll notice that one of the dudes on the side is like always getting screwed in terms of like where they can stand in the line because they fan out Right, but then you'll see he's like in the background because there's like a like his a pole comes covered. up. He's like he can't go through the utility pole. A sign comes up, so he's always moving like back and forth. He's, he's got to fan out. out. Yeah, they fan there's out five of them, and that's a lot of people to walk like shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> exactly the, down a sidewalk, sidewalk, even in like a, a wide downtown sidewalk. But yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean, the sort of narrative of them, like, getting together and forming, like, not forming this band, but, like, kind of. Like, spiritually, you, know, yeah, you spiritually, get the, the vibe yeah. that they're a, a gang of, like, guys who are not connected, but through walking down the yeah, street, like, they, yes. they connect. I dig these vibes. Yeah, it is um, very, like, abstract yeah. in a way. Where also, he's wearing a beret. Yeah. It's very, not a red beret, but it's, like, a little military, a little, I mean, we talked about the, uh, the collective action one line. Right, yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, maybe a bit of that in there. Um, and then, yeah, they just, like, walk down the street, get to this um, warehouse. Yeah. And, like, pick up some instruments and start playing. Yeah, it looks like a prop warehouse. <laughs> yeah, it's not, like, if you see a warehouse in in a set these days, it'll be, like, open area, yeah. and there'll be, like... A chain hanging from the ceiling or right, whatever like yeah. stuff like that there's like an area where they're working on a thing and then there's just like yeah rows and rows whereas of this is just like whatever. cluttered and there's like a yeah. car and like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's like a car here. some other shit around yeah. um so it's maybe more realistic but yeah it's just like a lot of old cars and like they don't have that much space no they're just like yeah we tune up and then we practice yeah we have the eye of the tiger and so that does convey like just starting out band. Yeah, absolutely. Idea. It's like, we can only play in this warehouse at a certain hour, probably. We, like, have some space, but it's cluttered. Like, it's not yeah, for us. Yeah, it's not for us. We're allowed to be there sometimes. Yeah. So, that's cool. He's got his microphone. He's also, I didn't mention this, but he's singing at the camera as they walk. Right, the as street. they walk, of course, and he's lip syncing. I mean, the lip syncing is not the most convincing. Yeah. It's early days. It's, it's early, early days. days. We're still working things out. Um, even their playing, you can see, is, like, not syncing up. Yeah, it's primitive. I wonder, I mean, I assume they just had a boombox with track playing. Probably. Like, that would be... Whatever. That's how we still do it to this day. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine they wouldn't think to do that, right? Unless they thought to maybe just sing it, and then it would just line up. So you're getting, like, a live version I feel like you'd have to have so exist. much confidence for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll do it exactly we'll the same do it time. Exactly the same. 
And that's actually an interesting thing to bring up because apparently they knock out because the version in Rocky is slightly different oh. from the version. It's just like louder drums. There's maybe, I think, a couple of tiger growls in there. Of course. Very slightly different, but they knock it out for Rocky in like three days. And then they, to record the studio signal, like the version that's on their album, it took them like a month to <laughs> recreate what they had made for. Wow. Because they had to like send out that recording. I guess couldn't get the recording back for whatever reason. They needed another one. Yeah. It was like the studio had it or something. Yeah, something like they that. It's very odd. Whatever. But yeah, so they did actually struggle to recreate that sound. So maybe they would know not to try and do that for the, the video to yeah. try and recreate it. Hmm. But yeah, they, they jam in here. And then from here, it just switches eventually sort to them. Of, it gets a little like, I mean, I don't think they're like dropping reality kind of thing, but it gets a little fantastical, just a little bit. Right. Because like they do like a, a picture in picture thing. Oh, that's right. And it like expands. Right. So they it's, got some weird transitions. Yeah, it's the them walking starts in the top right corner yeah. and just like expands. Expands. In so they're steps. walking again. Yeah. And then the warehouse does the same thing basically. Yeah. And then they're back in the they're like don't even do the walking scene for much longer. Yeah. I boop, guess boop, here it comes boop. Boop, boop, boop. And then they're like walking, they're like, yeah, we want it. One yeah. dude's not wearing a leather jacket, and then it does like a white fade into their like talent show. Like, yeah, their magic talent, talent show because they have this just billowing gold curtain or curtain something in the thing, back yeah. there. Like it's very bizarre. But like, yeah, I get the idea. And then a little bit, I wasn't sure if it's just old school. Sometimes they'll do like a What's, I don't know what the effect's called. We're like, yeah, like that. Like that. Oh, yeah, the so kind of. We're like, watching the video here. Um, this glitching. Yeah, of the, the we're like glitching where they'll like kind of overlay it. And like the blacks in one shot will become another shot. Yeah. As it like transitions to that other one. So that's a more interesting transition than like the white fade. The, yeah, the white fade. And even that like square that comes bigger feels like somebody who's like just yeah. using PowerPoint <laughs> yeah. for the first time. They're like, okay, it's, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> not the best looking yeah. transition. Yeah. No, so yeah, there's there's some clunkiness to this video. I think the concept is solid. I think the execution is probably the best they could have done at the time. But it definitely, more than other music videos we've seen, I think it feels pretty aged. Yeah, definitely. Like, they, they put some thought into it. They put some effort into it. Yeah, they definitely clearly tried, and that's probably but, why Jim Peterick, like, cringes when he sees it. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, there is some effort. And, like, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. It's but a, it needed a, I don't know, it needed a few more years for the medium to develop. Yeah, to really like. So maybe it was important. Could maybe be, yeah, maybe this exist. really set things up. It was directed by uh, Bill Deere, who also directed Harry and the Hendersons and Angels in the Outfield. I know of Angels in the Outfield. I feel like okay. I used to see ads for that before some DHS mm. tape. I used to I'm aware of Angels in the Outfield. Harry and the Hendersons is like a kind of ET-esque. It's like a Sasquatch comes and lives with. Oh, the, the Hendersons. And he's Harry. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. eventually they they have to send him off. He's like, "Go, get out of here!" And it's go been on, get out of here. Exactly. We don't need you. It's been parodied, I think, quite a few times. But yeah, that's that okay. one. Um, we got to talk about covers, though, Alex. We do have to talk about covers. We're starting off with a wild one. We're starting off with Dusty Cow shit in 1995. <laughs> And the last knows why his voice is praying at night And he's watching us open the eye Oh, the tiger Yeah, who we have discussed a few times 
Are we actually? At least once. I forget what we talked about, though. Okay. My podcast app doesn't let me search descriptions. Embarrassing. Um, it is. It is so embarrassing. You know what other podcast app doesn't do that? Spotify. Stop Spotify. using it, people. Dusty cow shit. Yeah, um, which they spell it differently. They spell it with that O with the line through it instead of E. Yeah. Because they are Norwegian. They are Norwegian. They did Smells Like Teen Spirit is what we oh, talked about last. Yeah, I completely forgot they were Norwegian. Every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, they're just some, like, alt-country band yeah. from the States. <laughs> and they're, like, honestly, pretty fucking solid. As, yeah, as, as a group. I don't know what it is with these Norwegians and their solid take on, like, American country music. Yeah, it is a little bizarre, because I feel like I'm not totally getting the, like, full, like, it doesn't feel totally country. There's some of it that feels a little, like, it's almost mariachi. Okay. You know, so I guess it's it is still like American, right? Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. United States. It's not like United it's, States. I picked out spaghetti western, I was thinking. Which I think is part of that. But yeah, it yeah. is definitely spaghetti western. So maybe that's it. <coughs> He's dying, folks. I'm okay. I don't know what I was choking okay. on. But <laughs> choking on your words. Choking on my words. Yeah, but uh, so with like the horns is like the big thing, right? On this one. Yeah. We use the horns for the big stings and they, they carry a lot of the energy on this one. Yeah, lots, lots of horns too. Mm-hmm. Um, pull it up. But uh, yeah, because we're we're here in the studio, we got the technology to both listen to the thing at the same time. It's incredible. It's incredible the things you can do in the studio, which yeah. is just my office, just it's the place your I live. Office. Yeah, because we're in the same room. Did we say that? Did, Did we, we mention that? that? Hey, I don't remember. Folks are in the same room. We're in the same room. It doesn't happen. Watch out. Office. Yeah, that's why you can hear. Both of us on the track because the right. mics aren't the best. And the rapport is just so quick. We're lightning quick mm. with the responses here. Yeah. There's no delay. We're exactly. making eye contact. Making eye contact. And then looking at our screens. And then screens. looking at our screens with our notes and then making eye contact. And then making eye contact. I am literally those kids on their damn phones this time. <laughs> My phone's huge. My phone is fucking massive. Um, Alex is using a car phone somehow. <laughs> A lot of uh, dialing just, I, Yeah, it's just there. telling me my notes. I'm just uh-huh, listening. Yeah, uh-huh. like, yeah, okay. yeah, there's a guitar that comes in? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on, let me. And let me, I gotta dial in again. <laughs> Last one. Mm. Yeah. I just got a dial tone. Um, These guys have, the energy is there with horns. Bam, 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 bam. Like, they're, they're hitting high and hard. It's got, it's got energy, this yeah. version. Um, and then, like, they bring in accordion. Yeah, they harmonica. bring harmonica. Um, uh, which is kind of supporting the riff, but a lot of just like licks. Yeah, just kind of like filling space, doing some big like <laughs> some like super some tramp start of school yeah. kind of licks. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the rhythm is galloping now. Yeah, very country western, I guess. Plus, like Texas, Texas, like it feels like Tex Mex. Yeah, I guess I would Tex-Mex call Tex-Mex is 100% the Tex-Mex approach. Tex-Mex music? Yes, absolutely. Because it's like, it, yeah, and it hits like a sort of Western movie Spaghetti vibe Tex-Mex. for me. It's like, okay, now instead of a boxing match, it's a literal, like, a, a two gunmen showdown. Yeah. So, yeah, they really just zero in on that, yeah. On that feeling. High noon showdown. Yeah. And so you even get, because yeah. the singing approach on this is more narration than it is actual singing. He sings quite low. Yeah, and there's a bunch of them too. It's like a chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it does have a bit of that. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. Ding ding ding. You get that. It like cuts down to just a strumming, and he does yeah. this like oh, wheel. Oh, He's like almost like the big iron on his hip. Yeah, <laughs> big iron on his, his hip. hip. 
Or yelling Megan, very tall. Megan. Not like those parts of it, but like the song's yeah. verses. Uh, where it's just like telling a story. Yeah. Although, you know, less specifically. Less specific. Still Eye of the Tiger. It's, yeah, this is Still Eye of the Tiger. Um, um, but those, those uh, um, backup vocals have some good like punches. They have a. Uh, where is it? Where oh, they yeah, shout they hungry? Do. They shout yeah. hungry at one point. That's fun. Hungry! Yeah. Just stay hungry. Hungry. That's a yeah, that's a good move there. Um yeah. Um yeah, good like yeah, just like good rhythm on this, very fast paced feeling. Uh and busy. Busy. Like yes. because of the um like the horns, not not all the time. Like if they're mm-hmm. in the verse, they'll cut down to just the strumming. But the rest yeah. of the time, like I think part of it is just like tension. Uh, but like you got the horns, you got the harmonica, you got the accordion. Like there's a lot of big things making big noises together. Yeah, and filling a lot of space. And it's still hold. Like it doesn't feel like chaotic. It all feels yeah. pretty good to me. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then there's some. He throws in some like Western references in a section here after the second chorus. I think where he's like, "Hi ho, Rocky. Rocky," and talks about how like the horn section will knock you out. That's right. So they they do this kind of. They try to implement some fight elements. Yeah, a little boxing. Um. I whole Rocky. He's got the Norwegian accent. Yeah. Now the horn section. Um, so that's fun. Uh, these these like Northern European like American events yeah. are so strange, but like often very entertaining. Yeah, because like instrumentally they're so sound, and yeah, like, okay, this could be Western, and then their their accent just comes through, and you're like. The fuck am I? Like, yeah, and it's also just a bit surreal because it's yeah. very media focused, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's like like it's from the movies, like right? Yeah, about. it is truly like put through the vein of Hollywood, yeah. to Norway to back to us, yeah. like so very amusing. Not that we you know live, grew up on the range or anything, yeah, but, it but. Have a, a, a distinctive sound to it that's like a little a little different, yeah. Um, and the genre, I mean, the Western genre is so ripe for like rivalries, yeah. Um, and and showdowns and stuff that it, it yeah. just fits very it's, well. It's a perfect slot. Yeah. This version is very good. Let's talk about Baked Alaska in 2009. The heavy, heavy Manchester. sound of Manchester. Manchester. So they're an eleven-headed ska monster, is what yeah, they call Yeah, there's eleven of them. That's a lot of guys. Um, three members are just listed as vocals. Okay. Um, and one of them is harmonica slash vocals. Okay, that's the guy who does the um verses on this. Because I watched a live version of it. Okay, I didn't watch that one. I did. This guy, Robin Rubin. I think so. I can't really tell him. He's Their very- font is difficult to yeah that's him i it, even the lighting the photo is all yeah, fucky I so i have that video up here trying too. to see a man look at that yeah he's he's oh, that guy so on, the, on the right there guy. yeah that guy who's shaking his hand there do, do, do. um yes yeah, so of course i mean it's ska they so they're kind of um shift everything into this like backbeat thing yeah which it's kind of how ska works. And this is like probably, I'm um, just guessing, like more second wave ska. They're, I'm just guessing because they're British and. Versus third. Because it's not really like punk. Yeah. 
definitely more scuffle. I I don't know specifics about the difference, but that sounds right to me. That feels right to me. I listened yeah. to a podcast a bit about ska recently, okay. and while it wasn't like an in-depth like historical cover, they did mention the different waves. And so no, that that does sound, that wave sounds right. It's not like British. really fast. Yeah, yeah, it's British. Um, but without that, like, kind of pop punk side to it, mm-hmm. and you get an element here that's very like, well, you get the Toastmaster. We do, where he just like talks about stuff, but it's he talks about the this like boxing match. Yeah, basically. he's like narrating a boxing match. Um, he drops some names. Uh, Muhammad Ali. He mentions yeah. mentions rounds before the co- verses. Yeah, so like round, it's round one, two, round two. Um, and uh, also mentions Jimmy Cliff a few times. Yes, who Jimmy is Cliff? Jimmy Cliff? Jimmy Cliff. Does Jimmy Cliff do Trapped? Okay, he's um. He's a he's a like reggae ska. Yeah, Jamaican musician here. Yeah. I'm seeing that. Okay, Jimmy Cliff. I'm professionally okay. Yeah, 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 did, yeah. Was it Trapped? Was Trapped his? Let's um, see. He, he can see clearly now with, from Cool Runnings. Oh, um, cool reggae night. So I think that's. So a we talked about Jimmy Cliff. We talked when about we Jimmy talked Cliff about probably. That song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does he do? Who does track? No. Um, okay, I thought, I assume they were all boxers in the... Yeah, uh, I thought so. So it's like boxers, but also... Um, but also like ska and reggae musicians. Yeah, ska and reggae. Musicians. Um, I'm trying to also look up stuff, and it's not... I probably have the wrong name. Okay, yeah. Um, I do think this Toastmaster, though, is probably the more exciting part, at least for the vocals. Yeah, yeah, he just trapped. Which was uh, Springsteen performed. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's right. Um, sorry, what did you say? I was saying that I think uh, the Toastmaster, in terms of like the vocal performances, he's a lot more interesting to listen to than To listen to? Because he's like, he's telling the story. Yeah, and he's very active. He's, quite, he's, he's a yeah. hype man, basically. So you get a lot of energy from him. Yeah, yeah, the lead vocals are just kind of less months of ice. Yeah, they're, they're filling in. And, like, it's fine. You know, it kind of fits the, I guess, vibe a little bit. But I feel like it, they could have intensified it. Yeah, they could have. Because they do build because they got these good, sharp horns. Bam, 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 and, like, that Toastmaster's giving the energy. Yeah, of course that's on horns. Like, yeah, of course We didn't say horns, that, but, like, but you knew, right? Naturally, you guys knew <laughs> you that was on Scott. the horns. Um, and, yeah, you got the skank. Obviously, you get a bit of organ on this. It's pretty, like, is, it hits a lot of your reggae classics. Yep, absolutely. Including, like, the mixing mm-hmm. is very, like, on the lo-fi side. On the side. lo-fi, for sure, yeah. Um, I, so I think it's a good sound, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall. I, yeah, I think it, it got plays a lot of that lo-fi and echo and reggae stuff. without being too, like, laid-back and smoke-a-joint reggae. Right, which is kind of ska, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's got a little punch to it. Yeah. Um, they also throw in a guitar solo. They do, yeah. Um, before round three. Before round three. Which, yeah, do, it's do, a nice do, little kind of little thin groove there. It's, yeah, which I mean, it's it's a very different feel in this one because the other sure. ones can be so intense. Even the dusty cow shit one. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's just a different type type of intense. Um, to compared to like the hard rock of the uh, original one. For sure. Um. But this one, you know, it's of course got the groove because it's ska and, and doesn't have as much intensity. But but it does keep that energy. That sound. skank is actually so good at maintaining True, like a base moving. level. Um, and they stay in the style, yeah. Um, so I was kind of going back and forth on like, does this work? Does this not work? Like, is it a little too laid back? But I, I think it's. I think it's pretty. pretty so decent. I would replace the lead vocalist with something maybe yeah. a little more interesting. Maybe that's the big. That's kind of the big, like, and in the original version, like, the vocals are pretty fucking good. Like, he yeah. knocks out a really good, like, traumatic performance. 
And so the like the narrator role in um, the last one in Dusty Cowshit played pretty well without trying to be like a rock and roller. And this one I feel just call, falls a bit flat. Vocally. Yeah, even like there are bits where they all come in together, kind of. Right. Yeah. Um, like end of the chorus for the rising bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, you get. They just kind of go, and then everyone's shouting like they're in a room of people. Yeah, like a boxing match or something, or something, or something. Yeah, not bad overall. Um, let's talk about a much simpler big sky ending. Big sky ending. Big oh, big sky. That's right. Yeah. The next one, a lot simpler. Um, some Canadian content for y'all. Alberta. Rural Alberta Advantage 2010, a power trio from Toronto. It's the eye of the Chagas, thrill of the fight, rising up to the challenge of our rivals. The last known survivor stalks his prey in the night. He's watching us out with the eye of the tiger. Yeah, this one is super simple because it's just acoustic guitar. Yes. And vocals. And vocals. And normally that is uh, an immediate fail in our books. Well, I don't want to say... I Often. Often. often it's like, okay, yeah. come on, guys. That's all. But I think this one's pretty solid. I, I do think this um, one kind of hits. Because, like, it's... First of all, finger picking is a good way to avoid that, especially if it, like works and makes sense yeah yeah, and, yeah. and the way they do it in this one it, it's very becomes very flowy becomes very like stream of consciousness yes. feeling uh with that finger picking and with the not like the way they sing it because they are kind of fluid with the meter a little bit yeah it's and, like, almost toxin rhythm around and it's yeah. got a bit of like heaviness to it so it's very much more like in internal yeah kind of monologue almost 100 percent. Um, but it's a cool effect because of that absolutely and yeah you're right like it's that finger picking that saves it from being just flat because it's like first thing i wrote down was like oh kind of like like a fleetwood mac song and it's like yeah that's a pretty yeah that, that's a pretty good comparison it kind of sounds like i could play a fleetwood mac song that this reminds me of yeah but i probably shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> what song is that um I think it's called Come. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna find it now. Well, yeah, it does. So there, it does bear a resemblance to the to guitar the Fleetwood Mac song Come. Come. <laughs> um, let's go back to the right thing. All right, little interlude there. Um, if we, if this was more ergonomic and workflowy, we could have yeah, done that done without that having to shift easily. chairs to get to the computer. But, yeah. Um, so wild being being in a studio together. I, there, yeah, there's it's like it's having a, a new place feeling. to play in. There's like, yeah. oh, there's so many toys I have here now. Yeah. Oh man, what fun! What fun! But yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot else to say about the version, honestly. No, it's very simple, but I mean, it 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 works quite well. But yeah. like, that's kind of the th yeah, that's it. I'm seeing if I have any other things. Like, no, all the things I said. Um. I said it has no riff. They don't do the riff at all. No. And like barely even any like vocal melody because it's very mm. spoken-ish and kind of flowy. Yeah, kind of that raspy, um, flowy voice. Oh, the tiger. But like, it works pretty well. Yeah, it worked on me. Works I like it. pretty good. I've so, seen this band live. I do like this band. Um, I thought maybe they could have brought in maybe some heavy drums near the end of it just to spice it up. But Something? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I think it works. I think it's solid. 
Oh, I think he says four we kill with the skill to survive. A little lyrical change. Four we kill. They stack the odds till we take this street. For the kill? For we kill? For we kill, yeah. So it sticks with the we thing? Yeah, it sticks with the we thing. Collective action. Hell yeah. Um, we're going to collectively act to talk about Crane Baby in 2012. Crane Baby. A Hungarian band. Yeah, I don't know. This name. I kept like looking at it and it looked like other things like I don't know. Yeah, it's Craid. Like uh yeah. like uh can what's his name? Fucking from from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Krang? Krang? Krang baby. I don't know. Krang baby. Krang baby. Yeah, Hungarian. They're Hungarian. They're Hungarian. Um, which uh and they sort of they're like a Hungarian folk thing. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Um, or at least like European folk uh, to be general to be general because you get a lot of brass on this yeah which like is that Hungarian uh, I'm not 100% sure there's like a I think there's a tuba on this yeah there's definitely big and fat. yeah yeah you get that so because like yeah. the bass is on it's a tuba or a baritone or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah one yeah, of those yeah. low brass ones um I think there's accordion yeah, yeah there's accordion I did write <laughs> we break into like evil polka for a second evil polka with that like of course there's a bit of tension and there is yeah accordion in the verse um, and I think that's all cool. So like, you know, coming into it, mm-hmm. it's like kind of folky in that way, but like in similar ways to how Dusty Cowshit did it. Yeah. So like, it still works there and you get the horns and bah, bah, yeah, bah. we're doing brass for the horn. And then they things. bring in a guitar, which I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah. This is a very weird thing they do. It's like a, like a, the cheapest, like, like electric, your, like hyper distorted electric. Like press guitar. the button on your Squire starter amp. Yeah, and exactly. Play that, and just like just overdrive it and just, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's not a great sound. No, and there's also like this like distressing like. I didn't even notice that. It's yeah, it's like the like you're on a, like, it's a, like a beeping a battleship. Is that or something. a? I think no, I did notice that. I think that's the accordion. Is that the recording's doing those little beeps? I think so, because like you can pull it out and just you know. That's wild. That's a very like synthetic sounding. To me, it sounds kind of reedy. I don't know. I'll take your word for it though, because they got that. I didn't see a synth. I think I looked at a video of them. Because you can kind of hear it transition here, and it like keeps playing. So it's like around the forty second mark or so. You hit like da 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 da, and then it's. <laughs> so like I, to me it sounds like the same sound you i think you might be right that's pretty wild yeah so but it is yeah that like yeah and that's your that's what i marked as evil polka is evil polka yeah so there's that kind of stuff so that's like a new little melody in there Give it, you know has a different flavor so that's pretty cool that's pretty cool and that's that's their strength here is there a weird hungarian band with like like euro folk so that weird like super hard rock segment comes out of nowhere doesn't sound great and yeah if they had i mean i could have taken an electric guitar mm-hmm. that's fine that's fine conceptually but this one i don't think is yeah and they don't work at all to blend it in with the rest no. of their sound so it's, it's like it's completely really unfortunate. separate it's fucking weird because i think the rest of it is solid yeah i do think it's pretty um, solid you got female vocalist on this she does a really good job yeah fun 
Uh, there's some strange pronunciations. Of I'm course, like, yeah. I, I did. I think I wrote it's defigure to fight. It's, yeah, figure a fight. So yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what that's what supposed to be. She thinks she's saying. Like, uh, but uh, other than that, like yeah, like we said, a lot of a lot of horns. A lot of horns. That, yeah, that tuba's having a lot of fun. Bum, bum, it, it goes bum. really yes. wild. Yeah. Um. They. Uh, what else do they do? Oh, they do a like, kind of a solo section, which is like um, they do an instrumental. Like verse, grid. yeah, the, yeah, that's right. And then they go into like uh, uh, quite a solo section actually, because um, they there's like a horns, all the horns playing together, and uh, like this really intense accordion like rhythm bit. There's like a like horns, yeah, and then um, oh, that's before the that leads into the instrumental chorus. Okay, yeah. So yeah, then yeah. they're like Yeah. Um and then into a chorus. So they do this like whole musical interlude thing before they play the instrumental v- chorus. Right. Um chorus, yeah. And then don't do a third verse. Right. That was a chorus? Yeah, they do like Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is the sometimes course. sometimes I don't write it down correctly. Yeah, I, yeah. I swap verse and chorus, and I'm like, did they say a chorus in a verse? But yeah, it's the and then they don't sing the third verse. Right. They just do chorus they or whatever. Just do the chorus. Now this uh, this is where I kind of heard it. Does she say the fig or the fight? Like a fig branch. Figured. Figured. I don't know. Maybe it's Hungarian. I don't know. I'm, I was thinking like maybe a fig branch is like a fig. <laughs> I don't know. Are figs hung? They have figs and hunger. Maybe and maybe it's a sign of peace. It's like <laughs> like a, like an olive branch. Yeah, exactly. It's like the fig it's or the fight. Yeah, yeah. And we we end with that guitar segment again. Yeah. But there's some good stuff here. Some good stuff in there. Some good stuff here. Don't love the guitar. Um, and I got some good stuff. Leo with Rob Lundgren in 2016. Leo again. The metal YouTube guy. He's our favorite, relatively pretty consistent metal cover guy. He's very enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, He's very enthusiastic. So the, obviously there's a music video for this one. He, yeah. We kind of referenced this earlier. He looks really we freaky did. in this. Oh my gosh. Because he has a colored uh, contact, contact lens, lens thing in one eye. Which he points at when they say eye of the tiger. Do they That's, both have it at different times? Do they? Doesn't look like because there's this other guy you said yeah, right, Rob, Rob Lundgren. Lundgren yeah so we talked about we talked about Leo before he's also Norwegian uh, we talked about Norwegians already right yes yeah um, and he does these metal covers on YouTube does them a lot yeah uh, oftentimes they're quite entertaining uh, this Rob Rob Lundgren is um, also like a metal YouTuber but he's, vocals yeah. specifically he's Swedish oh he's, yeah he's Swedish um, and he likes mangoes hey so. good for him yeah. Sometimes you just get little trivia bits from the website. That's yeah. They're like, "Hey, I decided to throw this on." You're like, "All right, yeah, way to go, Rob." This is what we're gonna tell the world, Rob. Now everybody knows. How do you feel about that? Were you were you expecting that when you put it on your website? Yeah, you fucker. Um. Yeah. So Rob takes care of the main vocals here, and uh, Leo does harmonies. Look at that. 
Like Samuel Jackson, Benicio del Toro. Oh my god, he really is. Oh, Sly. That's oh, Sylvester Stallone. That is Sylvester Stallone, yeah. yeah. Mentions he likes Sylvester Stallone on his uh, webpage. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, getting distracted. Oh, no, that's uh, good. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of what you come to expect from Leo here. We got some good metal chugs. Yeah. That high energy, but you know, yeah. with the riff, with the riff, makes yeah. sense. Dan, Dan, Good Dan. translation. It's yeah, it's so such a like easy one to do. Um, as he puts the camera in various places, recording himself playing all these instruments. Yeah. Um, except this other guy is singing not the whole time because Leo also sings, also so they sings. kind of trade off. Yeah. So he does the first. Uh, Rob does the first verse. Mm-hmm. Leo, and then they sing together on the chorus. Then Leo takes over. Yeah. For a bit. And that that part, I would say, is fairly standard as far as, like, Leo metal covers. Yeah, that's the Leo metal package. Um, although the one thing they do... So, uh, once they get um, after the second chorus, I think? Yeah. Um, they go to... The, there's sort of a three sections afterwards. So, they go this, like, whoa, ho, ho. Yeah, they're which doing is the just guitar the main riff. Yeah, the But they're singing, whoa, ho, ho. Whoa. Um, and then... There's a guitar solo, possibly two, depending on how you uh, wanna wanna classify it. Um, so he does a solo, yeah. kind of you know metal solo, and they got this like I am the tiger. Yeah, some good high singing. And then the third bit, um, extended record scratching section. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that. But the extended record scratching section. It's interesting because yeah, he shows you this like fake shredding app he's using. And he's also shredding. And then he and then a records does this record scratch app. app with a lot of like the videos sped up and ramping yeah, all over the place. It's like a kind of like I want to say Slipknot or Disturbed kind of energy, a little down with the sickness. Okay. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, he's clearly going for like high energy. He's got yeah, like yeah. mouth open, baring teeth constantly. Yeah, he's doing kind of growling. His eyes burps. are either huge or shut tight. Shut tight. Yeah. Um, the other intense. guy, Rob, yeah. doesn't have that same thing going on at yeah. all. So like, they're a little incongruous. So, yeah, he, yeah, he's really just doing the vocals. He's performing. He does a good job. He's, yeah, he's, he's so good. Well. But yeah, he's, he's not so hitting that Leo like performer energy. Yeah. As far as the like putting that energy into the into the shot. This yeah. is also seven years old. Which I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like a YouTube video that's older than like three years, which like I've been using YouTube for more I know, than three I'm using years, YouTube right? Since I was like, like what? since it was out. This is like a YouTube video that is a decade old. What? It does the fucking blow my mind sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, how is that allowed to be on the internet for that long? Yeah, <laughs> maybe just delete that. Just, yeah, get it out of here. But I think this one can stay. It's pretty solid. It's not. It doesn't blow me away. Yeah, but it's it's all right. The other thing about that record scratching section is yeah. he does a lot of like oh, yeah, like throaty oh, sounds. Um, so there's a lot of that. Yeah, like he's gargling or something. Gargling. But hey, if like, you, I was gonna you say like, he's gargling metal, but that would pretty much have to be like Mercury. Mercury, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's him. At the end of this video, I, like, um, he's, a, he's he's a good guy. He does like a two minute ad for Rob Lundgren at the end of this video, and he like plays like an acoustic guitar too. Yeah, he sings a little song about it. It's like a. He says a cowboy yeah, hat on. He also does it for his Patreon, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, one other thing in this video. Yes. Because the video is mostly oh, When we talk about these YouTubers, yeah. Yeah, with moving the, moving the camera around. Um, 
the intro has a couple boxing illusions. Basically, they do a shadow boxing thing. Oh, Both okay, of them yeah. at one point, shadow box. I definitely missed that. Um, it was you get his Frog Leap Studios. That's the the Leo Studios that's his, uh, channel. So okay, they, yeah, during the doing 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 yeah. at the start, he's got his weird inverted thing. Right. Uh, okay. Contact lens in, and they sort of as they do that intro riff. Both of them do some shadow boxing, which uh, takes a minute to get into. Okay, it's not yeah, a whole lot, yeah. but they kind of hold their hold their curled fists up. Yeah, towards I the camera. That. This is uh, Rob is not quite as into the uh, performance no. aspect of it. It seems, uh, which is fine. It's, he's intimidated. He doesn't want to, yeah. you know, do do sly wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is one of his he's favorite actors. Fan, yeah. Um, one of our favorite Canadian actors is the hit group Walk Off the Earth. Yeah. Covered this in 2021. Walk off the earth. And also titled the video Best. Eye of the Tiger cover ever, which I'm not a fan of, but I get it. You got to market. Yeah, I guess you got to market. I it's. But I'm also like, oh come on, guys. There's a few things. This in is this. your own video. Yeah, it's your own video. Like, show some respect. <laughs> yeah, show some respect. Show some damn respect. I have some fucking pride. Ticket, ticket, ticket. Tick um, so it is like a like a twee indie ska cover is what this ends yeah. up being. Yeah, because they like kind of shift everything backbeat, so it's like ska with like a little more funk. Yeah, you get that kind of. Uh, EP going to EP, the, yeah. The you got stuff. and they open with these really chimey hand chimes. Hand chimes. Hand That's chimes. why they're so chimey. Hand chimes. Hand chimes. I got them. They're colored. They're colored. Yeah, they got the these colorful hand chimes. Did you have hand chimes in school? I think we must have. Okay, because we did like hand bells. We did hand bells. 100%. And then we also had a hand chimes team, which is kind of like the B team. Oh, Although we okay. also had a B team, so it was kind of like the C oh, team. The C team. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the B team for hand bells. I yeah, was. I was not as good. I don't. I didn't make hand bells. Very sad. I was I was upset, man, because we did like one like church performance, and by church I mean like in our gym at school, and yeah. then the other team got to do like an actual theater. <laughs> uh, yeah, they just do the good stuff. You they just do like the good shit. You're on reserve. Yeah, we did Pachelbel's Cannon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's I the only thing I remember playing. Hand chimes was the younger group. Okay, because like the handbells they were so um protective of them. Yeah, they oh, like yeah. you can damage them like, don't you get your greasy if you get to buy the little gardener's clothes to touch them oh, I, I, don't know. Oh, I think they gave those to us i don't know oh we had to pay five bucks to get our little gloves <laughs> we probably had to pay for them i wasn't on the team so i wouldn't know oh yeah, fair enough um anyway but these guys got hand chimes so you get your nice little twee intro you got a ukulele Whoat. they're skanking um what is it about the song that makes so many people want to do reggae we got at least like three reggae covers here i don't just know just the two this is just the two they're just trying to be all twee, I guess. It is. It comes off as very twee. And a little bit culturally inappropriate. The guy does a really like, heavy kind of patois vocal, and he's yeah. very clearly white. Yeah, he definitely does that. But also, I feel like it could be an accident, because I mean, I can't regulate what I sound like if I am playing piano and singing at the same time. Okay, sure. So, I don't know. That might be the case here. Um, but not actually. But... It happened too fast. Yeah, even the way he's like he's saying words like it happened too fast, like he's putting on a bit. <laughs> yeah, I also I don't love the vo- vocal mixing on this. Yeah, it's a little too 
processed a yeah. too much uh, for me, for my taste. I I would agree with that. Um, especially considering like the like looking at the video, they're like, look, we're by some trees, like it's so yeah, like we're outdoors. So yeah, they, yeah, they like, do all this. Well, to make it I don't look think organic. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Now we've talked about Walk Off the Earth before, and yes. um, I remember the la- I don't can't remember what it was, but the last time we talked about them, it was very much. It was more like music concrete kind of thing yeah it was a real like stomp and they were like look we're playing on like plates and and teacups and whatever and like that was actually pretty cool like i at first wasn't totally on board but i was impressed by the end this is not that this is very much like you know a band in a small area um and then they have the one dude who like starts playing the hand chimes and he moves over to this like flute pipe thing right uh, maybe a whistle um like double barreled one and that's a, the focus of a lot of it, too. Like, as much as they're doing this, like, backbeat thing, mm-hmm. and they're doing, you know, funky stuff, they're doing short, quick, you know, notes. To, yeah. um, it's moving. You know, they got this funky, like, clav thing going on in the... It's a digital piano. Right. Um, acoustic guitar, ukulele, drums and bass, of course. Um, and then that pipe thing. I think it's um, a pan flute, isn't it? Sure. Guy in the middle there. Do pan flutes have two things? Um, I don't know. I assumed it was a pan flute. It kind of sound, it sounded like Zamphir. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. You know, a little, uh. You know that one? I don't think so. Oh, damn. It's classic. Uh, maybe. It's in, uh, Kill Bill. Oh, two, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I have seen that movie, so. Yeah. You probably heard it. You just don't remember. Um, that's a movie I have seen. Why are we talking about Kill Bill Volume 2? <laughs> um, we can talk about Zamfir. I don't think it was made for the movie, but. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, they come, that, that flute. Whatever it is, pan flute or pipe. Yeah. Um, I, I generally liked the arrangement, though. Um, got a little bit of that funkiness going on. They, there's a few times when they do, like, a breakdown. Mm. Like, the choruses in particular are one that happens a lot, where they're like, all right, we're doing a bunch of stuff. Let's just go, you know, to vocals or whatever, probably. Right. That's right. And, and just then, the, and the, the flute. flute. And, like, they all, they harmonize. Not all of them. No, just the two yeah, singers because they're two singers two singers and, and their, their big right thing back. is the how they end the chorus because they do this of the taiga of the taiga they repeat it and then they repeat it of yeah the of the taiga that's their kind of, of their the hook taiga, which is, is that a river taiga taiga river sure uh, is it a place is it a person is it's, it a thing it's a thing now the flute is that a bit like Toto's Africa? Is that a bit of that sound in it's there? Just a little bit, yeah. Or am I thinking... I'm thinking the land down under, I think. <laughs> Would those have some... No, it's a forest region. Oh, okay. Of the taiga. Cold subarctic forest taiga. Yeah. I knew it was a thing. We get a solo on that flute? We do. Two solos? Two solos? I think I so. I think they just like... Yeah, because it plays uh, near the end again. Yeah. Um... cool i like i mean i like the flute flute solo the yeah flute is. way to go man yeah the whole the entirety of this thing though i'm a little always always this kind of thing i'm like i don't know if i trust the five of them six of them six of them yeah there's uh, something suspect about it with their with their loose clothing and their their head scarves yeah and their commitment like, to i don't trust people with loose clothing and head scarves i shouldn't say that jesus uh, <laughs> i said don't say anything racist <laughs> don't have to we, cut around we can't things cut it. 
Uh, we can't cut both tracks. Um, that dude's got a rain poncho of some kind on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he looks like he's about to get wet. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying. <laughs> um, anyway, but it's 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 reasonably solid. Yeah, it's it's like it's with, not with a few bad. questionable elements. There's questionable choices, but we've certainly heard worse. But yeah, I mean, it's nothing as questionable as the electric guitar on the Hungarian one. Yeah, because that was like instantly like, ugh. It's like yeah, I was like, this is not good. And this is like two flute solos. Oh, mm. Okay. Yeah, I like it when they they have a novelty instrument and they really put it forward. That's for me. That's somehow good music making. Huh? Yeah. Fucking give me that. Keep it keep it novel. That's what I say. We're going to keep it novel for y'all by reviewing everything we just talked about in our final verdicts. Yeah. We got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the version your training montage would be set to. You were, I don't know, defending your title and or training to defeat Rocky. Just whatever. Or just, you know, whatever you're training for. Alex, what's the worst version of this? What's the worst version let me real quick just review what the versions were um you know hmm i'm probably gonna give it to crane baby which i liked most of but Mm -hmm. i just did not like that guitar and none of the other ones had an element for me that was just like i don't like it yeah it's it's gotta be either crane baby or like baked Alice Ska, which I also liked. Yeah, but, but that, like, it was just kind of all right. It was just kind of all right. I think I'll give it to baked Alice Ska just to spread the hate around. Spread, yeah, spread the hate. But I, even with that, those are both like they're not terrible covers. Everybody kind of kind of hit something neat yeah. here. Maybe the song's just good enough. It could be, or or universal enough. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a solid song. Alex, what's the best version of it though? The best version, the one I liked the most. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. The one I was most impressed by was Rural Alberta Advantage, for oh, sure. Yeah. So I think I'll give it to them, just because, like, it, I wasn't expecting it to work. Yeah. And then it, like, did impressively so. Um, so I'm going to give it to them, not just because the place I live's names and their band name, but I because I think they did a good job. That does help me, though. You know, like, like Alberta, Alberta, I'm from there. Rural Alberta? No, don't, no. don't worry about it. Advantage? What? Maybe. <laughs> I like an advantage. That's a solid pick. I think I'm going to go kind of similarly. I didn't think Dusty Cow shit was going to be worth anything. Yeah, they did real solid. They knocked something out really solid. I really like the the sort of Western vibe. I like that horn riff. It's like fucking, it's like mariachi. It's like a matador kind of thing. Yeah. It's cool. There are a lot of influences there. Yeah. But it works well enough. It works well the, enough. The, ultimately, the influence is like spaghetti western. Yeah, it hits on the, yeah, that movie vibe, on that intensity, that energy. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Alex, you're training for the big I'm event. training. Yeah, I'm going. You're going. Um, what am I training with? Got the guts, got the glory. Who's telling you that? Um, I, I generally don't need too much motivation to get psyched up. Mm-hmm. But I think I'll need a little bit of help to calm down. Uh, so I'm going to need some baked Alaska. I'm going to need some Ska just to chill out just a little bit. There you go. Yeah, you're kind of like yeah, keeping it steady. Yeah, got to keep it steady. Got to got to groove a little bit. Got to keep yeah, it yeah, even. Yeah. Got to keep it going. Keep it going. You don't want to get too excited. Yeah. You don't want to fall asleep either. Exactly. Solid. I'm kind of on similar lines. I'm going to go with the rural Alberta advantage. I'm like I'm a little more internal in my training. You know? Yeah. It's training of the mind. Get inside. Yeah. Get inside. Something steady. Swish around a little bit in your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that means. Think some heavy thoughts. You know. Get in there. Get in the mix. It's not the heavy. It's the rural Alberta advantage. That's ah. right, baby. 
Look at you knowing band names. Band names. And that does it for our final verdicts. You got a similar opinion, different opinion. Want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> Hashtag CoverMePod. At Jake the Cressy. At some Alex Wise Guys. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Rate and review us. Um, I discovered that Stitcher is no longer... It's, it's dead at the end of August. So by the time oh. this comes out, don't jump from a new app. Don't be on Stitcher anymore. We're there for, gone. for now, for the like two days after this comes out. But it's, it's going the way of the dinosaur, folks. You got to find a new podcasting app. I would recommend Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. I wouldn't recommend Spotify. We are kind of still there. Like 10% of our catalog is missing. No, it's like 5%. But still, pretty Too much. Challenge. Too much compared to the other podcasting apps, which are easily and readily available. Think of all those sweet, sweet episodes you, you'll miss out you'll on. You'll miss out on Post Malone's Better Now. You'll miss out on Mr. Brightside. You'll miss out on Little Drummer Boy. Mr. Brightside's a classic. A classic. We have some great guests in a lot of the episodes yeah. that get taken classic, down. Classic. Um... Classic app. Ep. We call them eps here, folks. Yep. We got to save time in the studio. Um, rate and review us. Tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones about us. What you can do this week is you can actually, on whatever, you know, you're, you're all athletes. We know that about all of you. Get the Cover Me logo stitched onto your jackets, <laughs> on the, you know, patch it on there. Kind of like a reverse sponsorship. Normally, we would give you money to do that. Instead, you're just going to kind of do that for us. And like pay money to have that done. <laughs> yeah, you, you give us some money, we'll send you the Photoshop file, and yeah. then you can put it on anything. Maybe we shouldn't do that. If you can put it on anything, somebody's going to do some hate crime with it. Do it, but also don't do a hate crime. Don't do a hate crime is going to be right. our, our leading policy. Whatever you do this week, don't do a hate crime. And that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say, Cover Me. Don't lose your grip on the Cover Me pod. You must fight just to keep it alive.